Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to this Road to Omaha special pre-game edition of tonight's Super Regional as we get ready for Saturday night in Alex Box. Oh, even saying it causes the hair on your arms to raise a little bit. The buzz is electric in the city right now. Uh, LSU fans hoping that once again for the 18th time in 31 years that the Tigers can make it back to Omaha. This Super Regional represents the penultimate step in that journey and a step that Coastal Carolina has yet to traverse. In fact, twice before they've been here in the Super Regional only to see their season come to an end. Who will win? Who will move on? Will it be the Persians in our analogy, LSU, or will it be the Athenians, the smaller yet powerful Coastal Carolina Chanticleers? And for anybody wondering that hasn't heard it yet this week, Chanticleer stands, it's a proud and fierce rooster. I believe it specifically comes from uh, one of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong, and I should know that, right? Uh, thank you. But yes, uh, but it comes from the Canterbury Tales, so the Chanticleer, a proud and fierce rooster. How will it bear against the tiger? We mentioned how you have the rally, uh, Rafiki, the rally monkey from the Chanticleer, 16-2 and two since he appeared in Coastal's dugout. Whereas LSU has the rally possum 16 and three since he made his own appearance. Something's got to give. What will it be? And when you look at tonight's game, I think you have to start with the starting pitching. And forgive me if I repeat myself a bit here because due to our technical difficulties last time, I think I read this segment kind of like three times, but we're going to do it again here. Alex Lang will be taking the mound for the Tigers tonight. Uh, eight three in the year, six or three six six ERA. I want to say over a hundred strikeouts. Uh, not as dominant of a stat line as last season. However, he's still been in excellent form uh, as of late. You heard Chandler Rome uh, speaking to it in that first hour. He, uh, even though he's still having some early inning struggles, he never seems to let an inning get away from him. He always manages to find a way to get the job done. I think he's only given up one home run in the past 26 innings as well, which is going to be, uh, well, that's very important statistic to keep track of considering that Coastal Carolina is second in the nation with 91 home runs on the entire year. And because of the 91 home runs and because of the fact that they have four players who have at least 15 homers, because they have seven games this year in which they've hit four home runs, that could intimidate many pitchers however Alex Lang says that well he's not going to change his game says that it doesn't matter who you're pitching to you have to pitch as you would you have to remain true to yourself Says it doesn't matter how good the or weak the bats might be if you miss your spots they're going to hit it that's just what happens on this level of baseball 
And it kind of begs the question, when you're going against a team like Coastal Carolina, who, as good as they are in power, they can do a little bit of it all. We'll talk about this a bit later, but they know how to manufacture runs as well. They can play small ball with the best of them. So when you're going against this sort of versatile hitting prowess, the natural instinct can be to try to shy away from contract, to try to not pitch to contact. Now. I think that'd be a mistake. And Alex Lang agrees, says that you can't pitch afraid of contact because that's when the walks start coming. And I, it, it, you, you see why, right? You get a little wild because you get outside yourself. You have to remain true to your skill set in this type of situation. A lot of times when a star player or a star team makes a mistake or uh, w- w- when they struggle on a stage, this large, it's because they're overreaching. It's because they're trying too hard. It's because in an attempt to compensate for the raised stakes, they get outside of their normal routine. They get outside of themselves. And when it comes to Alex Lang, I believe him when he says he's going to remain true to himself because I've seen him in these big game situations with big crowds, and he feeds off the energy. And that's the mark of a star player. They don't shine away from the spotlight. They thrive in the spotlight. They crave the spotlight. Alex Lang, Kramer Robertson, they are these type of players that I'm talking about. And I think that Robertson himself hit the nail on the head last week when he was talking about a saying that his mom always used. And it also happens to be an old favorite of LSU strength and conditioning coach Tommy Moffat as well, and that is that primetime players make primetime plays in primetime situations. Well, this is a primetime situation. We're going to see who steps up, and will it be Andrew Beckwith, the starter for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers? Now, statistically, his numbers, well, a bit jaw-dropping. 12-1 on the year, a 1-8-2 ERA. He's 12-1 despite not being a starter the entire year. And like we said, we described him as enigmatic in that first hour. And the reason being is because, like Chandler Rome filled you in on, he throws from all different angles. This is a guy who can throw you a fastball sidearm or throw you a fastball over the top. And what this does just adds more variables and adds more options. It kind of puts the hitter even more on the defensive. And apparently because of the angle that his arms, the multiple angles that it can operate out of, it becomes increasingly tough for righties, especially to see what Beckwith's bringing. So the left-handers, they're going to have to step up. We know what Dykeman did last week, and he was incredible MVP of the regional tournament. But I'm looking at Antoine Duplessis. Freshman, LSU's leadoff hitter. It's a big stage. He struggled in the regional last week recording just one hit. However, he has been spectacular throughout the year. And that topic we just discussed, you know, getting outside of yourself. Can Antoine Duplessis reign true to himself? Can he emulate the success that he had during some of the lower pressure regular season games? Can he do it? On this stage, on the super regional stage, which 12,000 people in that box. And that has got to and that has got to be uh, one of the key elements of tonight's game that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And that is how does Coastal Carolina respond to the crowd in Alex box? 
when you look at Alex Box, I believe that approximately the official capacity is around 10,300. But if you look at last year's Super Regional against ULL, you had about 12,000 people in that stadium. Well, how's this for some perspective? That is literally, that 10, that 12,000 number, that is literally more than the entire school uh, enrollment of Coastal Carolina. That's right. Coastal Carolina has about 10,200 students in all, whereas LSU is going to have 12,000 in the box tonight. One of the biggest crowds they've ever played against in school history is around 6,600, 6,599 to be exact. And that was all the way back in 2010 when they hosted South Carolina for a regional at uh, a minor local minor league stadium. So the crowd they'll be dealing with tonight is quite literally not only bigger than their school, but it's double than that of the highest that they've seen. And, and the players on this team wouldn't even been on that team. So they could be stepping into a situation that is wholly unprecedented in their experience. So they did play at Texas A&M. And so that's similar, but I think all LSU fans, take a bit of pride in saying that there's nowhere quite like the box. And there's no region that loves college baseball quite like this region. And it's easy to see why. It's like we discussed. Tonight will actually be LSU's 200th NCAA tournament game. That's right. NCAA tournament game number 200 for the Tigers tonight. They have the best winning winning percentage in tourney history. At 719, that is a truly mind-blowing statistic, in my opinion, considering the fact that this is where you're supposed to be playing against the best. You should not be able to have that amount of consistent success in a turn in a uh, postseason tournament, right? That's just it goes against how playoffs are supposed to work. So what they've done is incredible. And like we mentioned, 17 trips to Omaha in 30 years, six national titles. Can they make this their 18th trip to the final step? in the journey for a college baseball national championship. That's what's on the line tonight, and the the city is a buzz. Uh, now, everybody's a bit wary about the weather, and uh, I'm looking at Twitter and uh, Chandler Rome. They're, the they're saying that batting practice probably looks like it's going to be taking place inside. It is not raining currently. There is some lightning in the area, but I do know that Carl Arredondo of Channel 4 WWL Uh, has said that when the sun goes down, the weather should be perfect. So as much as I love Saturday night in Tiger Stadium, and I do, and there's nothing quite like it, there's also nothing quite like Saturday night in Alex Box. This is a stadium that will be louder than any other in the country tonight. This is a stadium that will be more involved than any other in, in the country tonight. This is a stadium that is more passionate than any other in the country tonight and LSU is going to look to avoid the fate that has tripped up so many one seeds thus far so many hosts struggling here off of the bat in fact the host teams thus far in this super regional round are one and seven with Miami being the only team to win their opening game and then going on to lose today why that is significant The team that wins game one of the Super Regional goes on to win the Super Regional 80% of the time. So if you like high stakes, if you like high pressure, if you like great sporting atmospheres, if you like college baseball, this is quite literally the number one place to be in the entire country 
tonight. What do you think? Are you watching the game? You watching at home? Let me know what you're doing. Are you grilling? You got friends over? What are you drinking? What are you eating? Text 870-870. Call 504-260-1870. Rick on line one. Hold on, my friend. We will get, or excuse, Michael, right? Excuse me. I think we got Michael on line one. We'll get to you on the other side of this break. And uh, also coming up next, I want to talk a bit more about Coastal Carolina and how as powerful as their bats are, that uh, that doesn't tell the whole story. This is double coverage here on WWLAMFM.com. Yo, what's going on? And welcome back to this special edition Road to Omaha show here on WWL. T-Bob Bear with you. We'll be with you for uh, around another hour before we hand it off to the official LSU game day program and uh, Chris Blair and company. Love Chris Blair. Been a hell of a job filling in as they are not filling in. A hell of a job as the new voice of the Tigers. We've got Derek Penancy coming up here in about five minutes. The uh, Copa America soccer game between the U.S. men's and national team and Paraguay is underway. Remember, this is essentially a knockout game. Uh, this is to move on to the quarterfinals, into the knockout rounds, make it out of group stages. The U.S. needs a result. They need a win or a tie, whereas Paraguay's looking for a win. Still 0-0. We'll probably talk a little Euro Cup towards the end of this hour, maybe just a bit, as there's some pretty insane news coming out of Europe at this moment. Uh, England and Russian fans have been getting into fights and brawls, apparently to the extent where police are shooting tear gas off for three days. This has been going on. The two sides faced off today. England looking for their first ever uh, win to start a Euro Cup. They've never won the opening game of a Euro Cup. With 17 minutes left, beautiful free kick. England goes up 1-0. It looks like it's going to be enough. However, in the 92nd minute, the Russians break through, tie it 1-1. England goes away disappointed, only getting one point instead of the crucial three. And, uh, well, apparently the bad blood between English and Russian fans are as heightening as there's some pretty shocking videos on Twitter. Very disappointing, considering the fact that we kind of discussed the potential that this Euro tournament had to maybe uh, unify these different groups, these different countries, maybe uh, bring people together in a continent that has been at odds with each other much of this year. So we'll continue to update you on that developing situation. But first, let's go to the phone line. Michael in line one. I want to talk about the starting pitching tonight. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, Tim. Hey, what's going on? Hey, brother. Yes, hey, yes. Uh, first, I want to say, you, you, you mentioned Chris Blair, and i got to give props. Man, Chris has done a great job. He's right. He's great, right? I mean, it's crazy because Jim Hawthorne was the voice for literally longer than I've been alive. I have known no one else. But Chris Blair is a professional in every sense of the word. And uh, I got particular pleasure out of hearing his call of the uh, Dykeman home run last week against Rice to put LSU up in that seventh. I'm a transplant. I've been here 27 years. But I grew up with Hawthorne and I I grew up on – the LSU baseball and LSU sports in general, and and Hawthorne is great. But Chris is, is taken over and shown fine fine work. And I had to yeah. So before what I get you... on with tonight's game, because your screener asked me about tonight's game, and I, I wanted I just wanted to say I've talked to, to Deke Bellavia and I've talked to your dad on the phone before, and I have to say, man, I'm, I'm so impressed with everything you've done. You are, you, you are exemplary of Louisiana and the way you conduct yourself. I enjoy watching LSU and all that. And, I, and, I, and look, man, I'm not brown. I'm just saying it like it is. Hey, hey, don't worry, man. It's like 
it, it, I, I, I already sent out the check. The check should be coming <laughs> in your front door a couple of days. You were perfect. That was great. That's exactly what we needed. No, but, uh, seriously, you got me blushing. Thank you, though. But, but what about tonight's re- game, man? Re- regarding tonight's game, I'm, I, I think this is very fortuitous for the Tigers because they get to face a big-hitting team. And should they be fortunate, the Tigers, that is, to advance to Omaha, they will have gone through a big-hitting team, which mostly the SEC is a, is a pitching-dominated conference. And, you know, I, I came from the Big Ten where we had nobody. You know, it was football and hockey. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah. But, but No, this watching, is – it is a – I mean, outside of Texas A&M, this is a uh, – this is a pitching heavy conference. However, uh, well, you mentioned the fact that if they beat this team, then you beat a big hitting team. That's just kind of another uh, notch on your belt heading into Omaha. One thing I love about this LSU team, and we'll talk about this more after we talk to Derek Panamski, is the versatility of this team. This is an LSU team that really uh, has the ability to win in multiple different ways, and we've seen it throughout the year. But right now, uh, thank you for the call, Michael. And uh, right now, let's welcome in Derek Panamski, uh, at Derek Panamski on Twitter, co-host of Colada and the Prince in the morning over there on 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. DP, what's up, man? I'm, I'm just enjoying a beautiful uh, afternoon out here in Baton Rouge. I'm on my way over to the box for uh, an 8 o'clock first pitch. You know, you, you were up here the last couple of weekends, and uh, it, it's been uh, – it's been a really cool vibe around here. This has been a team that, uh, as the season's progressed, has, has gotten better, and, and, and certainly we're seeing that the uh, the LSU community is, is, is really appreciating good baseball here at the end of the season. Yeah, and you know, they've been giving them good baseball. That Whatever, I don't know if it was the possum or it's just coincidence, but whatever happened in that Arkansas game, it seemed to – Spurs some life into this LSU team. They've looked like a completely different team in the last third of the season. Uh, Derek, you know what? Look at tonight's. But, but, but T, yeah. What I was going to say is the same night that the possum went out there in the field, Kramer Robertson took a took a, a, a throw from Jake Fraley in the face and stayed in the game. And it's one of the things that when yeah. you know when you when you talk to the team, you talk to the players, and certainly the fans have have, have you know celebrated the possum and. And, you know, you see all the marketing aspects of that. But in terms of the guys in the uniforms, they, they, they think that, you know, maybe there's a little bit more to, to the, the leadership on the field with Robertson and, and some of the younger guys really understanding that's how hard it has to, you have to work to, stay on, to, to get on the field and to stay on the field. And Robertson being a guy yeah. who was a starting second baseman on a team last year, gets hurt, ends up not even making the, 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 the trip up to Omaha. They sent him up to the Cape Cod League uh, to play. I think some of the younger guys realize, look, if one of our veteran leaders is, is working this hard, this is how hard we've all got to work, I think there's something to that, which coincidentally happened in the same game, as much as there is anything with the, you know, the Grigri and the Possum. That is, that, that's an excellent point, Derek. And uh, I know outside looking in, um, even coming, well, especially maybe coming from a football background, I gained a ton of respect for Kramer Robertson, the toughness he displayed, not even missing any games, despite the fact that he had to get braces and his teeth were already wired, his lips were all messed up looking. Yeah, Kramer Robertson has, well, he's exemplified toughness. And the team is feeding off of that. I mean, I've been on teams before. You look at that 2011 team where it, Tyron Matthew, he was kind of the head of the snake. The entire team would feed off of his energy. And I think it's a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hmm. 
it's just a very good catch. Very, very good by you to uh, notice the impact that Roberts had. Why can't I think of what word I'm trying to figure out? D, what word am I thinking of? If, uh, if you're, I, if, I really if, you're if you're looking at a situation and you're getting all the details, observe it. My oh, God, there you go. observe it. That's all it was. All oh, it was. Okay. That's all it was, man. As you can tell, struggling a little bit. Hey, but Derek, uh, going to tonight's game, Alex Lang taking the mound, 12K strong, going to be in that stadium. Beckwith on the other side. And Beckwith is interesting, 12-1, and 1A2 ERA. Uh, we've heard all about the different arm angles. How do you think Beckwith and really this Coastal Carolina team as a whole handles the pressure that will be in the box tonight? Well, I think that's a, that's a very interesting point there because, you know, the first thing I think of when I think about the, the big stage uh, is the pressure that, that comes along with playing at Alex Fox Stadium. We always joke about the ghosts that are in the stadium. You know, I mean, crazy things happen. You, you know, LSU baseball has historically been something where, you know, big, big things will happen as you get a little deeper into the season. And I think some of that's the pressure on the opponent as much as, as it is on as is the talent of the LSU guys. But I think specific to this matchup here, yesterday I was out there when, uh, when the Coastal Carolina team showed up and they, they, they got a chance to practice on the field. And um, the, the big thing that stood out to me was when they first started batting practice, they bunted. The entire team bunted for about 27 minutes. Now, when the wow. team comes in with 91 home runs, you're thinking to yourself, well, this is going to be a team that's just going to, they're going to post up right there on the batting cage and they're going to put on a show. But they worked on some of the small things, specifically bunting, for an awfully long time. And I think that when you start to look at that, you start to say, well, let me, let me dig a little deeper into some of these numbers here. And you see that this is a team that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do the small thing, hit and run, you know, try to, to safety squeeze. They'll, they'll, they'll do a lot of different things to keep the pressure on the opponent there. And obviously that plays into getting runners on runners in scoring position. And then of course, you know, with the, with the ability for the big hit, it'll, it'll lead to you know, two run home runs instead of one run home runs. And I think that that's the thing that they're going to try to do here is from the jump, they're going to try to put pressure on Alex Lang and force him into making his pitches. And, and if you think about it, Tate, when with Lang, it's usually a situation where he, he, he gets a little riled up. You know, and, and yesterday uh, in, in, in talking with him and on Thursday as well in talking with him, you know, he, he talked about when he was a younger pitcher as a freshman at LSU and even into the beginning of this season, you know, he, was, he was a guy who would struggle. Uh, with the the, the, the the emotional side of it, he gets just so riled up, have a situation where he be just so hyped up on adrenaline that maybe he would come out and overthrow. So I think that for for LSU fans, what you're looking for is you're looking for for Lang to maybe not be as emotional to start the game, come out a little bit calmer, and then put himself into a position where he's going to be able to uh, to stay ahead of the uh, of the Coastal Carolina bat. Yeah, and D, you mentioned the 91 home runs, uh, but then you mentioned the 30 minutes of bunding practice. Well, they have 66 sacrifices on yeah. the year. I mean, they're one of two teams in the country with 90 home runs and 60 plus sacrifices. So this is a versatile, uh, this is a versatile attack that Coastal Carolina is going to be bringing to bear tonight. Along with Beckwith as a great starting pitcher, their closer Morrison is all American. He is absolutely stellar as well. So the more you talk about it, it's kind of like an onion, this Coastal Carolina team. You just start peeling back the layers, and you find yourself coming away more and more impressed. How do you think LSU adapts to the versatility uh, that Coastal Carolina possesses? Well, I think pretty much taking the same approach, which is to put the pressure 
on Coastal Carolina. I think that you, what you're seeing, even if you go back to Tuesday with the uh, with, with the hit and run, you know, Jake Fraley walks, they put the hit and run on with Kramer Robertson. It becomes a situation where you get guys in, in, in scoring position that way. I think that what you're looking for from LSU is, is to play aggressive and to keep the pressure on. And when you're talking about guys in the pressure pack situation like a Super Regional and a place like Alex Box Stadium that, that, as you mentioned, is going to be filled with capacity, it's making sure you stay aggressive and keep the pressure on those guys. I think that's going to be incumbent for LSU. This is this is these are two very good baseball teams, and you're looking for the team that's that's going to make the least amount of mistakes, specifically in the early going here. Because if LSU can get to any kind of lead, which in the last couple of games they haven't really been that you know, able to get that, that quick start, but if they're able to get a lead here, and then you see just how much of that pressure can work against Coastal Carolina, I think that could be something that that definitely benefits this LSU team. Talking to Derek Panamski at Derek Panamski on third coast of Collada and the Prince, your Baton Rouge 104.5 ESPN morning show. Couple of bums, if you ask me. Yes, uh, I taught them everything they know. That's uh, that, that's my claim to fame. Uh, Derek, when you uh, so we we keep talking about the box atmosphere. This is not an answer. And this is just an opinion question. Uh, what are some of the differences between a big Saturday night in Tiger Stadium and a big Saturday night in the box? Well, aside from the fact that it's about 90,000 uh, less people, I think there's a lot yes, of aside, aside from that yeah. little detail. <laughs> I think there's a lot of similarities here. And, um, you know, one of the things I would always laugh about when people talk about, you know, playing in, in, in whatever the stadium is, it always comes down to how good the team is that you have that really makes it tough to play in those stadiums. I don't necessarily think the teams were really afraid of playing in Tiger Stadium in, in the, uh, the, the, the early to mid-'90s. Uh, but, again, if you ask those people what it's been like in the 2000s, they'll say this is one of the tougher places to play. I think that's a, that's, that's a situation that's, that's similar here. The team is better. Um, I th- I'm also curious. I, I know yesterday when they, when they were practicing, LSU practices in, 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 a, in a full baseball uniform, a jersey, pants. They, they go out there in the heat and the whole outfit. Um, the, the Coastal Carolina team had on shorts and a T-shirt yesterday, and, and the body language of a lot of these guys constantly wiping off sweat. I'm curious to see <laughs> um, as, as you as you get. I mean, an eight o'clock first pitch is it's not it's not so late that you won't still have some heat and some humidity. But I'm curious to see just how how, how these guys react to that because you could you, you could tell a hundred stories too about how you know guys in great shape will walk in the, onto the field at Tiger Stadium. And when they have to go out there in full pads and play against a really good football team with that heat and that humidity, uh, it, it, it tends to wear on these guys. Oh, it's it's the best. I always liken it to if you were uh, doing a tabletop RPG and, you know, you're a dwarf, so maybe you get some bonuses to your roles when you're in caves or maybe you come from a swamp people. So if you're in a swamp environment, you're going to thrive. Well, playing sports, an outdoor sport at LSU, you learn to thrive this heat where it kind of defeats Many others. Uh, all right, Derek, go ahead and uh, give us a prediction for how you see tonight's game playing out. Given that host teams to this point, I believe, are one and seven. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Wow. By the way, did you, Unbelievable. Did, you, did you just drop some role-playing game uh, knowledge on the Big 870? Uh, yes, that would have been uh, some Dungeons & Dragons. or Actually, wow. I played GURPS, which is a general universal role-playing system. But uh, either way, yes. Tabletop RPGs are good for the imagination and good for the heart and therefore good for the soul. Well, that being said, uh, I, I like LSU in this situation <laughs> here. Alex Lang uh, has, been, has been playing very well um, as, as the season comes down. I think, as I mentioned earlier, I want to see him you know, 
kind of navigate the minefields. Was that, was that enough as close to a role-playing game uh, drop as I could? Uh, but I want to see him get through <laughs> the first couple of innings here and uh, you know hit some, get get deep into the game and, and continue to have some success with that. And I think that when you look at the way that LSU's bullpen is set up, uh, specifically with some of the the, the guy, you know they they have a, lot, a number of arms that they trust in these situations. I think that they're able to give Coastal Carolina a number of different looks. It's it would be it would be really good for LSU to get out early a little, you know, get out with a lead early. But I think that this team for LSU, just the way that they've been able to make plays late in games, I think that they've got some confidence heading into this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna look. It's gonna be fascinating to watch because if Coastal has that lead near the end, Mike Morrison. ERA, All-American closer. Like, I love when two strengths have to go head-to-head, and uh, I'm very intrigued to see who will win that matchup. He's Derek Panamski. One one other quick thing here, T. 13-9 in 24 games. 13-9 in 24 games on the – excuse me, 22 games on the road for Coastal Carolina this year. As dominant as they've been, in games at an opponent's field, they're thirteen and nine. So I'm looking to see if there's anything to that. Wow. This, this, of course, may be one of the tougher places to big play all season. There you go. At Derek Panamski on Twitter, he is co-host of Collada and the Prince on 104.5 ESPN each and every morning. Uh, they do an excellent job. Derek, OTB, take it That's easy. Right. All right, Pete. Take care, brother. All right, take it easy, brother. Yeah, Derek, the one who uh, actually originally got me in this radio gig so always got love for old dp all right uh when we get back here on our special road to omaha show on wwlamfm.com we will continue to preview tonight's coastal carolina versus lsu game and it looks like the u.s has struck first as clint dempsey knocks it home u.s men's national team on top one to zero one nil excuse me, over the uh, Paraguay. Well, I guess Paraguay doesn't have a mascot. You get the point. U.S. up. Road to Omaha. Stick around. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to our Road to Omaha special edition pregame show here for this Super Regional as uh, the LSU Tigers getting ready to take on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And uh, we got a great text coming in about Chanticleers from 5146. He says, T-Bob, here's a story. Friends of mine raised hens in one rooster. They named him the rooster Chanticleer. It grew into a big and aggressive bird. Its spurs were sharp and dangerous. After me and others were attacked by that bird, it got a shovel upside its head, and the rooster was humbled after that. Well, LSU will be looking to hand out a similar humbling tonight when they, too, take on the Chanticleers. And, of course, Chanticleer means proud and fierce rooster. comes from the Canterbury Tales, uh, actually. Uh, we got Gino on line one. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Gino, what's up? What you uh, what you got? Hey, T. Bob, what's going on, baby? Uh, nothing, man. I am getting excited for this game. I cannot wait to get to the box and uh, just just get a taste for the atmosphere. Yeah, I'm old time. Yeah, I don't watch them on TV. I listen on the radio. You nice. know. Uh, so how do you like how do you like the switch to Chris Blair then, Gino? I tell you what, he's Hawthorne was pretty good now. You yeah, know? he's great, very good, especially in basketball. The way he kept up, but uh, this guy in I really don't know his name to be honest with you. It's Chris Blair. Uh, Chris Blair is the new. Okay, the new I, I listen. I listen every game. You know, I sit out on the patio, drink beer, and listen. 
Uh, I, like I said, yeah. I don't watch it on TV. I'm an old man, son. You know? <laughs> old school. Too. Yes, sir. I get it, Gino. Absolutely. So, so what do you. I've been filing uh, LSU since the late 40s, you know? Wow. And uh, uh, I love their coach, Palmer Yes. The baseball yep. coach. And, and you, you raise an interesting point, Gino. This might be Paul Maneri's best coaching job uh, that he's had since he's arrived at LSU as far as outpacing and exceeding expectations. Uh, this was a team that before the season, expectations were relatively low for LSU baseball, where the expectations always are, you know, Omaha, et cetera, et cetera. But this year, people are like, you're replacing your entire lineup. You're replacing all your starters. Uh, well, we, this is going to be a growing year, and it looked that way when they were eleven and ten in the middle of the season. But we know about the well-documented tear they've gone on since sixteen and three in their last nineteen games, and they ca- they end up capturing their fifth national seed in a row. It's just odd to think back because I remember having conversations in the middle of the year about how well you know there was a Florida team that was really young a couple of years ago and looked now and that's going to be LSU in a couple of years just kind of enjoy enjoy the ride but here we well, are the ride well, is taking well, us to well, the super regional can I say something yeah yeah, yeah. what you got one more thing then we got to go to break what you got okay, okay no no problem you know this is the first year I've seen him laying the ball down and bunting yes because his other years he didn't because he said he didn't believe in it, that he figured his batters could drive in the players. The bunt in baseball is the best play in baseball. That's real baseball. That's how you advance players. Tell him, Gino, tell all these damn millennials. All they want to see is home runs. Chick dig the long ball. Get out of here. Yes, sir. And I tell you what. Hey, Oh, I'm sorry, Gino. We had to cut you off there. But look, man, you have a great night. Truly old school perspective. However, history repeats itself. But old is new again. And yes, pulmonary has been manufacturing runs, has been playing more small ball. I think partly out of necessity because of the talent they have in that lineup, but also partly because that's the direction they're heading because they've kind of been bit by the inability to manufacture runs the last couple of years. All right, when we get back, wrapping up hour number two here on this Road to Omaha pregame show, text 87870, call 504-260-187. Welcome back to this Road to Omaha preview as we get ready for LSU and the Rally Possum to go up against Coastal Carolina and Rafiki the Rally Monkey. The Monkey sporting a 16-2 record, the Possum 16-3 and who will win tonight? Can LSU become just the second host team to win the opening game of the regional? Can they break the struggles of the host teams as they are just 1-7 thus far? Uh, 7651 texts in and says, hold on, aren't you a millennial? Shh, yes, yes, that's okay. I found out that old people love it when you trash millennials. It makes my dad incredibly happy at least, so that's how I... Get him to smile. He's just got to yell about millennials, and he's like, yeah, you're damn right, there's no school. Like the old school. Should have seen him at the Rush concert that we went to in New Orleans last year. Uh, pretty sure he hit some sort of time machine because by the end of the night, he was up headbanging, 
dancing, drinking brews, and yelling about how the new school sucks and the old school's where it's at. 95-19-6 says, the box for baseball is like Tiger Stadium, Bryant Stadium, and the big house combined. Maybe that's a bit of hyperbole, but it's not that far off, and I cannot wait for night. It's going to be electric. 30 more minutes left. Stick around here on our road to Omaha on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.